day, everyone. It's Luke and Shady here, up for this week's podcast. Um, not the not the greatest start to our week, I wouldn't say Shady, with an unfortunate Probably. loss in, in yeah. the derby. Um, Probably a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. I've I've screwed up the intro again. I think there. But no, no, no. You did a great job, mate. I mean, I think we're all in. Uh, we're all a bit uh, down. We, we said that last week, right? We were like, either we're going to be bouncing off the wall or we're going to be a bit depressed. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's the last. Yeah, so I guess we'll do the post-mortem of the inter-game first <laughs> and then uh, we'll move on to the Red Star and Roma games. We've kind of put on our rose-tinted glasses again and then, uh, then move on to some Milan news. But... We'll start with the, the tough one. Uh, you warned me a bit before we started, literally seconds before we started, that you, you'd go on a bit of a rant here. So I'll hand it over to you, Shady. The microphone's going across and, and you can start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing that hasn't been said in the past couple of days on Milan Twitter or anywhere else. But um, personally, and I think during the game, I tweet, we tweeted that, or I tweeted that from the, the club's account. I felt... The first half was, well, as, as the first half went on, I thought that we had, we started to like really grow into the game. And I thought we started to look really dangerous and into a really shaky at the back end of the first half. We didn't create anything too like, too strong. We had a few like, you know, near misses, a few things in the end of the first half. Uh, a couple of times where perhaps the can could have shot and then he, the one where he chose to pass to Rebic and Rebic didn't make the run. Uh, but uh, ooh, I felt like we were getting into the game and I just, in the second half, we started off really well, obviously, and Ranovic pulled off that first string, a string of like really good saves. And after that second goal, we, our heads dropped. Our heads dropped almost and. And after that, you saw our players. Uh, it was almost like we handed, we conceded the team. You know, we brought on Mesa, we brought on Castillo. Uh, it was just like, oh, okay, you can have this game now. Uh, I, I would have liked to see, I would, in retrospect, always easier to talk about in time, but in retrospect, I would have liked to see uh, Liao on at the start of the second half, perhaps for Salamakers. I suggested that we just go all out. We had nothing to lose. As we always say, it was arguably our biggest game of the season. So um, we should have really gone for it. Uh, we had a few um, analyzing the team's performance. I think I think Tonali did really well. Actually, I was surprised he pulled, was pulled off. I I get why he pulled him off because he felt that we were lacking a bit of aggression in the center of the park. But Tonali was actually doing. He could have kept Kessie back a bit more. And Tonali was actually doing well, and his chance aside, his shot aside, was good. But he was looking a lot more like the Tonali we thought we'd get in the summer. So he's definitely, he just needs time with this team. Because he's starting to, to show glimpses of what he's capable of. I thought um, Rebic was a bit disappointing in the second half. In the first half, he looked like he was capable of coming up with something at some point. Um, but disappointing overall. Ibra, unfortunately, was not him. I mean, he he tried. He huffed and he puffed, but he obviously wasn't ideal. Uh, 
I don't know. What What do you think? I've got a few other things I want to talk about, but let, but I want to hear from you as well. So, yeah. What, 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 um, what was your take? I'll start off with the first half. Um, I was really disappointed to see that first probably 20 minutes where it was Inter versus like a Serie B team. It was like, it was like, I don't know, like we didn't, we didn't rock up at all, which when you consider the lead up to the game, the significance of the game in our season, that was really disappointing for me. Um, especially when you have players come out during the week, um, Frank Kessie, and there were probably a few others saying, you know, we're really confident. We're going to smash them. You know, we're going to win, blah, 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 blah. Saying all this stuff, you can't then get to the game and leave your boots in the in the locker room. Um, and, and as soon as that first goal went in, you know, it kind of just felt like, well, you know, we're one down here. Are we going to get one back? Maybe, maybe not. They might even get a few. We've probably lost it here. Um, the good thing was was that eventually we did get the boots out of the locker room, and that second half, as you said, of the first uh, of the first half was better, and it was kind of more in line with the Milan that we've seen this season, where we were pushing it. But yeah, I think we, if we just had it rocked up, we saw literally I think our first attempt at goal. The Milan, the Inter Milan defense fell apart. Like, they had no idea what was going on. They were all confused, all tripping over each other. If we just had kind of pressed it to them and brought it to them a bit earlier, I felt like we could have we could have maybe got one on them early, um, which we spoke about. We spoke about in the last podcast that Inter is a team that you can, that you can do things like that. So that was disappointing to see. Um, I think the second half we came out kind of, Sort of all, not all guns blazing, but we, I mean, that first few minutes, those three Handanovic saves, I don't know how he did that, but yeah, um, probably one of, one should have gone in, but that's the way of the game sometimes. Um, and then, yeah, that, I mean, the second goal was, uh, they were all disappointing. Romagnoli, I think, was at fault of, of that, of, that one where he was cut off on the left. Um, I think, yeah, he's got a bit to improve on, especially as your captain. You want to see a captain not falling short in those moments. Um, mm -hmm. I think his, his pace is becoming a bit of a concern. He just always seems like he's, he's easy to manoeuvre around. So, yeah, that's my read on the game. Yeah. No, I agree with quite a few, a few of the things you said. Going back to the pace issue, I mean, we've been seeing there's been that gif or whatever of like Romagnoli saying, oh, he's so fast talking about Lukaku. But true, that's nobody's, I mean, we're not just discovering this now. We knew that all along. You should have, I mean, especially, I agree with you, like even from the first goal when Lukaku was running and Romagnoli was chasing and the second as you were saying. But I'm, for me, like the big one, I mean, that I could really point out, point out to like point to Romagnoli on was the third one when he just kept backing and yeah. left, left Lukaku to, 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 I mean, gave, basically gave him, he tried to close the angle a bit, but basically left Lukaku to get the ball on his left foot and he just threw back. 
You don't do that as a defender. You go and meet the player. I mean, you can choose when you actually decide to attack, but you don't go back all the way into like just inside your area. And you definitely don't leave don't leave an angle like that on his good foot. You try and get him onto his right foot, his weaker foot. In, in Lukaku's case, his right foot. And he's not that good with it. So that's what I would have expected. I would expect Romanian to close down. I mean, every man in his dog, anybody who's ever defended knows this. You go down close, close the stronger foot. So he'd, he'd be forced to move in the other direction. And maybe he could have done something then, but odds are it wouldn't have been as, as I mean, as prolific or as good a shot, as good as angle, as good of an angle, sorry, as as it was on his left. So that's like just like basics. But that would for me, all the other ones we can talk about, all the other goals. But that for me was like bloody hell. It was like seriously. Uh, so yeah, I'm not in. Um, I'm not usually one to go too hard on one player. Uh, as much as possible, I do, you know, give Samu some stick. I'll, I'll be if I'm only, <laughs> I have to own up to that, I, I admit. But I mean, I've been seeing like people uh, like massacring Romagnoli and all that. But no, let's not forget that he's been a great player for us. Yes, he's had issues, of course. I'm not disagreeing. And uh, <laughs> and he was at fault 100% for that third goal, especially. But, um, but at this stage in the season, I don't think we should be massacring our players. We should be criticizing them definitely constructively and there are some things as well like off the pitch like the Ibra San Remo thing why does he have to go to a music festival for five days even if it's like an international break in the, in this kind of season when we're actually you know at the very bare minimum going for a Champions League spot and when the wheels are falling seems to be the wheels are falling off I hope they're not but at least we're having a very bad two months this yeah. is not the time for you to go off to no, regardless of what the reason is yeah, yeah. It doesn't you make should not sense. be doing I've, that if you're not. I've, I've noted it down that we can go through that a bit later because it, it really doesn't make yeah. sense. And it, particularly with this loss, it really exactly. doesn't look good. You should really be like, you know, with any of the other players that aren't on international duty or, or don't have anything. I mean, you should really be leading that. You should, you know, bring the team together. That doesn't make sense to me. Just going back to the match quick, I don't want to bore anyone with like dwelling on it too long. But there are a few other things that just came to mind for me. Uh, if, I don't know if uh, quite a few people noticed this, but what was really striking for me was Inter had this strategy where they de depended on our really high press. So if you you see any goal kick they had, any basically start of play from their third of the pitch, what they do is wait to suck you in, basically get all your players in, like a very, very high press from like their area, and then they get you on the counter. And I saw this like time after time after time in the first and second half. I was just wondering why is Pioli not telling these guys to back down a little bit so they can't do this, so they can attack. Okay, they'll have they'll have, they'll struggle a bit more with their build-up play into if we just back down a bit. There was this very high press. We were pressing, and as soon as as soon as the ball got past the midfield, and that was it. They were like running through on goal. If they if there were quite a few of, I mean, quite a few of these, five or six at least. If they'd done better, actually, if Inter had done better with their passing, we would have lost, we wouldn't have been a much heavier scoreline. So I'm surprised. I mean, I get that if it happened in the first half, but as a coach, you're seeing this. And why aren't you, I mean, why aren't you bringing your team back a bit? Or as the team captain, I mean, Romagnoli, for example, why isn't he talking yeah. to Pioli about this? Or why isn't I, because, I mean, you know, you can, <laughs> there's only so many times you can be tricked into this before yeah. realizing that, oh, okay, so we're really there. They're really uh, putting a number on us. Yeah. So that was, for me, that, that went on well into the second half. 
And we saw these counterattacks as well because we started the attack. Uh, so it was, it was just like, huh? Yeah. yeah. And it kind of felt like, I think we've said it before, that a key, a key element of our success this season um, in games has been Kessie dominating and using that physical side in the midfield. But I kind of felt like they were they were just by bypassing him that process, and you could see he mm. was frustrated because he couldn't get into the game. They kind of just mm. took him out, and then exactly. it was it, it skipped that process, and it would get it to you know Lukaku or Lautaro or Hakimi would run through on the side, and our defense didn't really have an answer for those players. So by the time it it skipped past our midfield. We were in real strife, and it just felt like we were on the back foot, trying scrambling around, trying to stop these really prolific strikers. That you know, if you give them half a chance, they're going to make something of it. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I think, in all fairness, Theo was okay. It was I was I was actually very well remember before the game about Jimmy cutting back behind Theo, but he did really well in that aspect. Uh, and other, I mean, overall, our defensive unit as a whole, like we said. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think, and I think that must, I mean, I'm, not, I'm guessing that was what was on Pioli's mind when he decided to bring on Meta, uh, was to give, was because they basically we were outnumbered in midfield in a, to an extent. So he wanted to, you know, shore things up a bit. But I think, I don't know, I just think Tonali did really well. He could have been shifted, have some more attacking role on the right. So I mean, I don't know. Or for Revit. Huh. Well, we'll never know. We can always, I guess we can always, we'll have these what-ifs for, uh, yeah, until the next dog. The last one I, I'd comment on was like, you saw that when we were pushing, I I guess probably Chalanoglu was the one, like when his creative side switched on and we started to direct things through him for them, for then him to distribute through to Rebic or Ibra or whoever, it completely changed our game. And I guess, well, this whole season has kind of been the golden age of, of him, of his, yeah, of his career, but, um, or with us at least. But it, for me, I came out of it really, I don't know, we, you need to use him. Otherwise, particularly our wings, I don't know, they haven't been the, the strongest of late, have they? Yeah. I was watching the game and I was thinking in the first half, um, I was like, oh man, we should have just broken the bank and gotten Chiesa on the right wing <laughs> in the summer. I was thinking that in the first half. Uh, and that's why I was saying we should just bring on Liao because I thought at least he did a bit of pace, a bit of craft on the right wing. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Our wingers have not been uh, definitely, uh, for the derby at the very least, they were not uh, up for it. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, as as always, we move on to the next game. Yeah. Um, and our next game is Europa League clash against Red Star again. Um, obviously, the draw. I mean, it was a draw, but it kind of felt more like a loss in the matter. Yeah. Of so a ninety. So was it the ninety third minute Red Star? Something like that. Yeah, it was very late. It was very late. It was too late. I shouldn't have. Yeah. Late. Um, yeah. I mean, this one's at home. I mean, it's it's good that we got those two away goals. So we've got that slight advantage. Um, 
So let's, I guess, let's just see see the team get it done. They need to carry yeah. that. Um, for going back to the intergame, there actually was a period where we did play somewhat well, and they need to just extend that to a full ninety minutes. So then we can kind of propel ourselves off this Red Star game into Roma. Um, we know Red Sorry. Star from that last game and and historically what they're doing this season and and before that, the Red Star's not an easy team. They're a big challenge for us. But we need to we really need to prove ourselves here. And really I don't think that there's been a more defining part of the season than right now where we are. Yeah, definitely. And with an, with an, an interest uh, as a coach, with Stankovic as their coach as well, yeah. the former Inter player, yeah, it doesn't help us. Um, yeah, we need a reaction, obviously. We need to get through. And yeah, I. it's a, it's a tournament we could do well in, definitely. Uh, I would still prioritise Serie A, but definitely, I would, I would definitely, yeah, we need to get through. We need to go through to the next round. Um, go as far as we can, really. If we can win it, we can. We win it, we get oh, its automatic qualification for the Champions League. So it's a win-win in that aspect. But we, uh, we, regardless of how far we go in the Europa League, we need to turn this slump around, and that can only start by beating Red Star, qualifying basically, and building on that. Yeah. Do we? We saw Pioli put in Benacer last game, and and. Um, Obviously, he's slightly injured. What do you think the midfield combo should be for Red Star? Uh, Tonali Kess. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think continue with Tonali. He's growing each each game. So, yeah, continue it. Um, it's game plan. Yeah, he's good. He's young. He's got potential. Yeah. Yeah. And he showed it. Again, I think he wasn't a world beater, but he showed glimpses of, like, brilliant against Inter. And he wasn't... Yeah afraid to go forward and to do you know he had some really interesting one too some really good build up play he had ideas I like that he's got solutions once you give him a bit once he has I think the confidence to play it's a big step up from let's not forget that it's a huge step up from Brescia to the club of your your childhood club like uh, you know the club you supported and a club of Milan stature it's a big step up so regardless of what any he or anyone may say it, Surely it takes a toll on your confidence. It's not the same way you play with Brescia. So I think he just needs a bit more time and he's starting to show what we saw regularly with Brescia and what they, I mean, he plays for the national team. So obviously it's not us just with our, you know, Milan, our bias, the Milan, you know, Milan tinted spectacles to call you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's good. He needs time. He needs time. Benasser is amazing, obviously, and probably at this stage he's better. But uh, Tonali needs game time. Yeah. I, I did get the feel that after the... I mean, when you compare the Spezia loss to the Inter loss, after the Spezia loss, I was thinking, you know, this is a really, really bad um, moment. There's not a single positive coming out of that game. Coming out of this Inter game, I feel like I'm actually slightly more confident because I actually we did see some good things good patches and I think particularly with the I would say injury crisis that we've kind of gone through we haven't had a fluid run of like a first starting 11 um you know care 
Tonelli, you know, the list goes on and on. Everyone's been in and out. And I, I got the feel that if you just give some of these players a bit of time, a few games together again, and just give them that confidence back playing with each other, hopefully no more injuries, things will start to turn. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. yeah. yeah because nothing's, nothing's actually changed. It's the same team. If anything, it should be better because we've got a few top-ups. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not at the stage where it's, you know, massive crisis, wheels no. completely fallen off. No. I, we're four I'm still points very optimistic. We're four points behind Inter. If they lose two games, we're top of the table. Exactly. All we need to do is to start winning our games. Yeah. It's as easy as that. Uh, no, it's not. We're not in crisis mode. We're not. No. Not, not, not yet. But we need to we need to step it up. No, I'm I, I'm I still would not use you know the word. I mean, no, I would not use the word crisis at this stage. Very disappointing run these two months, but we're still in it. We're still mm. in it, and we just need to start winning, racking up those wins because we've got a lot of people chasing us for the Champions League spots. Let's guarantee that Champions League spot and see how we go come April, uh, come end of March or April. Let's see where we stand in the league. You never know. You never know. Inter will bottle a few games. We know that. But we need to win ours before we can talk about them. Yeah. So simple. Well, looking at the table, obviously Inter are first. We're four points behind them now. We're four in front of Juve. They have the, the game in hand. Um, so that could be one or still four. Um, and then five yeah. points behind us is Roma. And then six is Lazio and Atalanta. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, this Roma game is important because they're our immediate rivals for Champions League qualification and it will make a big difference. Definitely a big difference. They've, they had a, not a great start to the season and they're starting to find... They've been finding form as the season's been going. Um, you know, Mkhitaryan's had a very good season. They're, they're coming on. Um, so we just need a fight. We're in kind of... I know I said it's not a crisis, but we're sort of in our, the fight, fight of our lives trying to stay in that group and lead them if we can. Yeah, true. Yeah, we need to... It's, um, I'd rather be playing Roma than Atalanta, for example, at this stage, or even Lazio. I think Lazio would, be, would have been a trickier fixture. Yeah. Uh, no disrespect to Roma, great team, but they're, they're not consistent. I mean... No. I mean, Lazio, for example, started off really poorly. Atalanta started off poorly, but then they you can see that they're consistent after that. They start to rack up these big results. Uh, Roma have been, again, I agree with you, they've definitely improved, but they, 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 they can still be a bit hit and miss. They're inconsistent. They have been picked up against Benevento. Uh, so, so, I mean, if there was one, of, one, one team out of the yeah. chasing pack to be playing right now, I think it would probably be them, with all respect to them, obviously. Uh, but I think it's a winnable game and we should win it. We should really play our game and we should be hopefully coming off like the confidence booster of like, uh, you know, going through against Red Star. I think this is a game that we should be able to win. They have some dangerous players, but uh, squad for squad, I mean, player for player, we're definitely superior. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, as we've been saying, there's not much not much we can say that other, other than that these next two games, we just need to win. Um, yeah. we need to find a way because as soon as we get into that winning routine, this team will lift 
and yeah. get back into that groove. Of course, of course, yeah. It's just a matter of, yeah, getting like that, having that, you know, breakthrough in a sense. Yeah. Getting two, three good results in a row. This is the same team that beat everyone in the division, like, you know, yeah. went on this amazing streak. So it's, it's, these are the same players, same coach, same everything. Nothing, absolutely nothing has changed. Exactly. So they can do this. Exactly. Well, I guess moving on from our game previews um, into the news part of the podcast. Um, and it kind of links into what we've just been saying. Purely was, well, he said after the match, he was asked whether he would change, consider changing the formation. Uh, we've seen, you know, lots of success from the 4-2-3-1 uh, this season. But he said that he would consider it um, to a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-2 of the rumours. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm not sure how good an idea it would be to overhaul, to overhaul your, like, overhaul your uh, tactical setup mid-season like this without like even so much as an international break or some kind of, you know, couple of weeks to give it a go in training and like give it a friendly match or two. I don't know if the squad's been training for that, like in friendly matches, if they've tried that, maybe they have, in which case it would be fine. Uh, if not, I'm not sure if it would be a good idea to do so. Um, but I guess, I mean, I guess uh, uh, if you put yourself in Pioli's shoes, I mean, the flip side of that argument would be if you see that everything you've been doing has been people can read or see straight through it and they're stopping you, you need to innovate a bit. You need to get a bit innovative. So I guess that's the flip side of it. Uh, I don't know. I don't see the players in training enough to, to be, uh, you know, I'm not, obviously not the coach to, to be able to say that this would work or not. But just like my gut feeling is if you haven't been trying it in training and so far, I would not overall things like to, wouldn't, you know, shake it up that much. Mm. I got for you. What about you? Yeah, I, I was trying to think how it would work. Um, as I said, I like that Chalanoglu is kind of that centerpiece that we have, that we kind of go through. Otherwise, it's Calabria or Teo coming in from the sides or whoever's Leao or Salamakers or Rebic or whoever. Um, so... Yeah. Also, who would play with if it was a four-four-two? Who would play side by side with Ibra? Whether you start playing Mandzukic or yeah. uh, I don't. Maybe that's what he's thinking that maybe he can put Mandzukic in and it'll fit with Mandzukic a bit better because Mandzukic. Correct me if I'm wrong. They used to play two up the front at Juve when it was very successful with him. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when I, I, was I, wouldn't, him think, I wouldn't think that that would be the reason. I don't think you'd change the entire formation just to yeah, fit I don't think so. No, no, but it could be one of the contributing factors. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I I wouldn't mind seeing purely making a call like that and making yeah, kind of rolling the dice because it is a crucial part of the year season, but. I do like the four-two-three-one. It it has worked. It's a proven yeah. success. 
Yeah, yeah I'd probably not do it for the Roma game. I'd probably do it after that. Mm. If I, if so, against relatively weaker opposition. So, you, I mean, you know, you'd have a bit more leeway. Um, a bit more freedom, just a bit to try something new. But, um, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how we go. Other, other news straight out of Milan, hot off the press, if you want to say that. Um, two transfer rumours. You might have some more using your contacts as well, Shady. Um, <laughs> um, is the, is, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, Taylan Antelyali from Galatasaray, who's a midfielder, um, 26 years old, pretty good form at the moment who could come in for Miete, um, who it's looking like we're not going to extend his loan or buy. Okay, I haven't heard that, right? that one. That's, that's news to me. That's a, yeah, it's, it's that's my contacts. Yeah, it's, a, it's my contacts. Quite the network you've built there, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, it's an empire, not just a network. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, and the other one is Jonathan Ikone from Lille, who's a forward. Oh. Oh. So for, it's rumoured they want 30 million euro. Um, he's 22 years old. Apparently, it's us and Inter who are interested in him. Um, okay. They're so, top of the league. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're having a they're having a smashing season. Mm. It's leading yeah. the way there. Yeah. Them and Leon at the top. Be an interesting season there. Yeah, uh, PSG aren't running away with it. No. Uh, as with them. Yeah. Other than that, um, the only news, and we've already spoken a bit about it, was the Ibrahimovic San Remo. Um, before we can talk a little bit more about that, but is there anything else you want to mention, Shady? Uh, not really. Are we going to do predictions? Oh, predictions. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, we'll skip straight. You go first. Lucky, give you the chance. <laughs> lucky you remembered. Um, I'll say Red Star. I want to say a two 0 win. Nice. And I'll yeah, go two, you, two one one. Two one? Okay. I wanna yeah, I wanna see two clean sheets. Um oh, if, that would be the dream. Yeah, that's um that's my dream. I'm sure all of the starting eleven Milan players watch this, so we're, yeah, we're looking course. for clean sheets. Uh, Kier, Romagnoli, Donnarumma. That's what you gotta do. We, um, we won't tell you again. We won't tell you again. There'll be trouble. There'll it's be trouble this morning. time next week if it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's your first morning. Well, you'll see That's both Shady and I on, on a flight to uh, Milan. Um, to yeah. Yeah. To yeah. You've been warned. Yeah. For the Rome match, I'll say. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna stick two two nil. Two two nil wins. Stick nice. to it. What about you? Okay. I'll up the ante for the Roman game. I'll say it. so 2 1 for the Red Star, 3 1 to the Rome. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the, the Zlatan San Remo thing again? Or? Um, I just think it's ridiculous. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Maybe through your empire, you know exactly why he's going to be there. But uh, I'm sure it's going to be some kind of promotional or marketing stint. I just think it's ridiculous. This season, this time in the season, I do not think it's a good idea. And he's, uh, he's had... There was the Lukaku thing and now this. And he hasn't had... It's been a little... One, he's kind of had a 
what, two or three games. When was the last time he scored? He hasn't he hasn't had the best few games. He tried oh. in the inter game, but Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as as a leader of the squad, it's not what you want to see, particularly yeah. that it's later on in the season and that we could be really fighting for that Champions League or school deaths or spot. Um so yeah, it's disappointing. I don't I don't think anyone understands why that's necessary. We know that he's good friends he's with Dinosaur Mihalovic and we all know that he's a good guy, but it's bizarre. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Just yeah, hold off anything like that until the end of the season. Just skip this festival and yeah, go to anything else in the summer. And and it's interesting the difference um, between Inter and us that Conte just kind of laughed it off and said no way, we do the singing on the pitch. Whereas with us, with Zlatan, it's kind of like does purely even get a say there because he's such a big. Figure at the club. I don't right? think so. He's such a larger than life character. I don't think anyone was able to say anything. No. Anyway. Hey, the last thing I want to say is I we um we haven't seen that shirt before, Shady, and seeing as you're kind of the oh maybe we've seen it once before. Seeing as you're kind of the expert, the our resident shirt expert, Milan shirt expert, can you tell us a bit about it? No, it's last season's third kit, so nothing from too far back. Uh, yeah, lots of not, lots not of like a bit. lots of good memories in that one. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. <laughs> I think Ibrahimovic's uh, first. Oh yeah, uh, actually, yeah. Sorry. First goals, I think, against Cagliari. Uh, Isn't his, that? Yeah. There you go. I was I, I was kind so, of joking think... joking there, but yeah. you actually you're right. So I was think about that series. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, then he come back to the Sampdoria game at home, which was now, no, then he scored a brace against Calgary, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. the game after that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, uh, well, towards the tail end of last season, uh, at least, we had a really good uh, run. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. But I like it. It's a nice one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do sometimes yeah. like, the third kits are sometimes nice to have. They're, they're different. They're, yeah, we've had some interesting ones over the years. Like, we've had we had some yellow ones. We had the gold one back in the 90s. I mean, we had the gold one, sorry, in 2013. Then we had another yellow one back in the 90s. So we've had some interesting, like, yeah. Mm. We had the one with the pocket, the third one with the pocket. Yeah. That was a funny one. Uh, yeah. So I think kids can be uh, interesting. Yeah. It was really good to see what a few months ago we did the, um, we did the shirts out competition. You started yeah, yeah. it actually, Shady. And it was really awesome to see what some of our members, the collection that they had. Um, I think your one um, kind of stood out. Um, who else? There were... Oh, there were a few. We had, yeah. Stefan had a massive collection. I think Stefan we had a few people that really... Well, who had like... He's like, wow. Yeah. I think, I think Stefan's... Few. I think Stefan's son already has a better collection than me, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Now we've got some... And I think there was some some guys from New York as well, from Milan Club, New York, who had some really good collection as well. Yeah. So really good to see. Really good to see yeah. people here keeping their face. <laughs> well, anyway, we've we've kind of gone on for a bit today, but there was lots to talk yeah. on. Um, if, you're, we if, you're, if you're listening or watching wherever, wherever you get onto us, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, do all of that. Um, and yeah. That's that's all I've got for today, Shady.
Yeah, good stuff, mate. Good talk. Uh, not a good result on the pitch, but a good talk, definitely. Always good to talk. Yeah, exactly. Well, as always, Forza Milan and see you next week. Forza Milan. See you, mate. Oh